NVIDIA shares surging today with a big rally, the likes we haven't seen in some time in the stock, putting it back towards the highs just below after announcing a new data center CPU. Let's bring in Matt Bryson, SVP of Equity Research for Hardware at Wedbush Securities. Uh, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. How big of an announcement and how much of a surprise was this from NVIDIA? Because apparently it was enough to get the stock moving. So I, I think it was certainly a surprise. I, I don't think anyone was talking about them announcing a data center CPU right now. Um, in terms of how big a deal it is, this product only addresses a small portion of the server market. What it really does is it enhances uh, the performance of NVIDIA's GPU architecture. So um, in, in AI, uh, type environments, it's going to make NVIDIA's GPUs, which are already by far the market leader, perform even better. So walk us through just kind of the basics here. Help me and the viewers as a layman observer in the chip space, what exactly this is that's different from what they already do. Because if I pull up uh, uh, NVIDIA's earnings, I can go down to the data center category and there's always a bunch of money that comes from there and that's been part of their growth story. So how is this particularly different? Uh, so they've been growing their data center business, uh, which really revolves around AI applications at, at a significant pace. Um, if you look at what you can do with AI, as long as you have a big enough data set uh, you can replace w whatever application exists today um, and, and potentially do it in, in a much more uh, efficient manner. And, and so what this architecture does is it really gives more power to the GPU by providing a faster interconnect uh, between the, the, the traditional CPU, so compute, um, and the GPU and, and allowing it more access to and faster access to memory. Um, and, and so they're really, they're really uh, kind of kicking up the power of their their data center products, which again are already dominating that market. I, I mean, clearly the AI market is growing at an extraordinary rate, and, and so by making their presence even more dominant, they, they do their best to ensure that they continue to to really uh, dominate in, in that market. We saw the. Uh Intel uh, response down 4% after the stock had finally started to break down and find some momentum. Uh, does this set them back? Is this um, going to be, uh, again, kind of a roadblock for Intel? So I, I, I think th there are a ton of questions that, that Intel has to answer. Um, I, I think a lot of what uh, their new CEO, Pat Gelsinger, is looking to do, uh, it, it's really changes that are going to be made over a, a two-year, three-year, four-year period. And so there, there's still a lot of work to be done before we see how, how where Intel's new path takes it. Um, and, and certainly it, in NVIDIA making their roadmap look even better, that creates a, a more difficult path for Intel um, and for Pat Gelsinger in their attempts to restore Intel to, to dominance in the data center. Mm. All right, now for NVIDIA, the ARM deal is still under review by regulators and they talked uh, pretty specifically about how this next gen tank they're developing will rely to some degree on ARM technology. What's the status there of that deal? 
Are they getting ahead of themselves by already talking about the products? Are they trying to put pressure on regulators to get it done? I, so they actually have a, a, a few different products um, that are important to the roadmap that are designed on ARM. So they, they already had the Bluefields architecture. Um, that's their uh, DPU uh, that's meant for edge computing. That, that's already based on ARM. Um, I, I think they were going down this path uh, to work on a, a CPU that works better with their, with their AI products, um, regardless of whether or not the ARM deal goes through. I, I think on the ARM side, the real question is around whether, uh, whether China is willing to allow a U.S. company uh, to take over IP that, that currently isn't U.S. controlled, um, and given some some queer some some questions, the real questions around market concentration, I, I just don't see them doing that, regardless of, of whatever path Nvidia has for for ARM within its uh, product offerings. Hmm. Now, uh, are we uh, seeing that uh, the concern about the supply chain problems is becoming secondary? I mean, NVIDIA has clearly got other things on their mind, and we didn't really hear much about this. I mean, a little bit about it, but uh, is this a signal kind of that uh, we're starting to see clarity on that front? I, I don't think so. I, I think the hmm. supply chain problems are, are with us for, for some time. I, I, I think that NVIDIA, which they, they said they were going to come in ahead of expectations this quarter, I, I think numbers would have been even bigger if they could produce to what real demand is. I, I think if you look at NVIDIA, if you look at AMD, if you look at all the foundries, um, they just don't have enough capacity for the combination of uh, significant consumer de demand for numerous IT products, um, in part due to COVID, but also uh, changes like 5G, which just require more semiconductor content. Okay. Hey, Matt, uh, lastly, in terms of the leadership for chip makers, we've watched how the cyclical chip makers have been the, at the forefront of this kind of rotation the last couple of months. Nvidia has been lagging behind a little bit. Do you guys have a view on whether or not this has the power to kind of jumpstart the growth trade in chips again, the Nvidia and AMD style trade more than Micron or Western Digital? So I, I, I think that the entire semiconductor space is set to benefit from a, a increase in intelligence, um, an increased need for semiconductor content across a variety of devices. I, I certainly think that uh, where we've had a, a shift away from, from certain growth names in part due to inflationary fears, um, that, that that has hampered some of these stocks that, that benefited through uh, 2020, but I, I don't think this is like some other names, a, a trade away from COVID, right? We're not going to go from 5G back to 4G. Um, we're not going to see the, the shift towards electrical, electric vehicles pause and reverse, right? These, and these are, these are products that require more semiconductor content. So I, I think now is a, a great time to manufacture semiconductors. Um, and that as we see those higher growth rates um, and the continued growth uh, for semiconductor products uh, reflected in earnings, that, that you're going to see um, a number of these companies continue to do well as people realize that this, this, isn't, a, this isn't a COVID related, related trend. It's not a one year transition, mm -hmm. um, that this is really a, a, a broad shift in, in technology that just requires more semiconductor content. Okay, Matt, thanks for the rundown. Appreciate you joining us as always. 
from Wedbush Securities, Matt Bryson covering hardware.